1: or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining One 3 Plus. Uh,
0: Make sure to download, rate, and subscribe to the 415ers podcast. My name is Evan Giddings, along with Mark Grandy. Uh, You can find me on social at eGiddings10. You can find Mark on social at Mark with a C, Grandy with an I. Make sure to also download, or pardon me, um, follow and uh, throw, throw the notifications on to the 415ers on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we'll try and have some more content coming for you each and every week, Mark. Um, I, so w- what did you sort of take away from the offense? Like, because to, to me, that, that's more of where the, the discussion lies. Obviously, the, the points you'd love to see them score more than 22. I think a lot of that has to do with their lack of efficiency in the red zone, but th- there's a couple of things that I saw that firstly were, were positive. Um, One of them, although is a double-edged coin, number one, I think we saw, we saw some backyard football from Jimmy Garoppolo last night. We, we, we saw Jimmy Garoppolo be able to operate off script. Even Kyle Shanahan referenced it in his post game conference. There was a couple of plays where Jimmy was on his second, third, or fourth read on plays that are not going to be perfect. Namely, I'm looking at Jimmy G's rollout and throw up the sideline to Ray, Ray McLeod on a dime in that second half, one in which helped contribute, you know, to, to, to to a touchdown um, or pardon me, to a, to a field goal. They're getting into the red zone for the 49ers, but like Jimmy G to me, and, and I don't know if it's just because he's had time now to reintegrate himself. He's got, now he's got basically essentially two months back in the system. He's feeling maybe physically at his best. Whereas, you know, some guys uh, midway through a season coming off of a buy. I, I just like there there's, there's even though the numbers were not incredible for Jimmy G, he was just as good as he was against to me, the Rams where statistically he had, maybe his third or fourth best game as a Niner, even though last night's not going to go down among uh, you know, one, of, one of the great Jimmy G games. Like To me, that, that's the type of quarterback that you need that I would feel confident in going on the road in a hostile playoff atmosphere because at least I know he can make a play when his first read isn't there. And he's also got guys now that I feel like he can depend on.
1: Yeah, look, I mean, everyone's going to look at the box score and see zero touchdowns passing for your starting quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, and they're going to kind of write it off and say, eh, he wasn't very good. But I mean, the reality is, if this team is just a little bit more effective in the red zone, he easily could have had two passing touchdowns. Again, he didn't. I'm not saying that you should. Be crediting him for having two passing touchdowns when he didn't but it was right there and you know the difference between zero passing touchdowns and two in this game specifically wasn't all that wide and he also had a rushing touchdown he got in the end zone himself with that quarterback sneak uh by the way the one thing that josh allen can learn from jimmy garoppolo how to sneak the ball because jimmy garoppolo is great at it and it cost josh allen and the bill as a win um but i, I there's a
0: lot of things that cost him a win but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that,
1: that was that was one of them and ultimately Unfortunately, bad news for the 49ers because the 2 seed in the uh, NFC still has only one loss on the year. Um, but I think you you look at Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, 19 of 28, 240 yards, did not turn the ball over. Didn't really have maybe a a turnover worthy throw in this one. None that really stand out to me. There weren't there were some bad throws, ones that weren't on target to his receivers, but not nearly ones like there were against the Rams where it bounced off Jalen Ramsey's chest or or his helmet or whatever the case was. There weren't those kinds of throws in this game. Uh, He was efficient. He was effective. He took care of the ball and he led the Niners down the field when he needed to. And he played his best on those third downs like we previously talked about. Um, So I, I agree with you. I think this is one of Jimmy Garoppolo's better games of the year. And I think in this 49er offense, you can kind of throw out the passing touchdown number uh, just because of the way that this niner team likes to to do things. I mean, look at this stat. The, the best winning percentage for a quarterback in the Super Bowl era when not throwing a touchdown pass. And this is the minimum of, of 10 starts without a touchdown and playoffs included. And this comes from from Josh Dubow of of the Associated Press. Jimmy Garoppolo without a touchdown pass in a start is 10 and 2 in 12 career games. That is best in the Super Bowl era. Next best is Lamar Jackson. He's 8 and 3. Jalen Hurts third, 9 and 3, and then you get back into some older guys. Roger Staubach is up there, Pat Hayden is up there. Uh but Jimmy Garoppolo, the best winning percentage by a quarterback without a touchdown pass in his NFL career in the Super Bowl era. That's a wild statistic. A lot of it, you know, is credit to the defense and the running game, but still, it tells you what you need to know about this Niners team. They do not need a hyper effective passing game, an explosive passing game to win games. They need them to pick up some third down conversions. They need them to move the ball a little bit, get an explosive here or there between the twenties, but they do not need this Niners passing offense to be among the elite in terms of quick strike offenses. Like the chargers are like the chiefs are like the bills are the Niners do not need to be that because of what, how they've built this offense and I think Jimmy Garoppolo is leaning into that and he is you know relatively that kind of quarterback if if you're looking for a guy who can move the ball you know quick slants out to the running backs between the 20s he's the guy that can do that the Niners do not need that elite passing offense the the quick strike offense through the air and that's good because that's that's the area that Jimmy Garoppolo struggles so we kind of see some uh, I don't know that the the game plan for the 49ers you know, kind of revolving around their quarterback, which is how it should work, but isn't always how it works. I think the Niners have kind of solved that uh, so far this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think they would they would love to have a, a of, quick of strike offense, uh, but no, they they do the best with what they have, maybe more than than any team in in football with with Jimmy Garoppolo right now. The, the other part of the offense that I wanted to touch on, Mark, is. I I don't know about you, and and maybe I'm just a prisoner of the moment, but even now, going back over the last four games, to to me, I I, I feel comfortable saying, especially with Christian McCaffrey now being in this offense and what he does, similar to Debo Samuel, Brendan Ayuk is the number one receiver on this team. Like he he has established himself as a true number one. Now I know that he had a drop touchdown. But one of the characteristics of number 1 wideouts is being able to simply put that behind you, to be resilient, to overcome adversity. And that was the only slip-up he had during the game because especially in the second half on drives and plays where you needed it, Brennan Ayuk was fantastic. You, I mean, you, you touched on a couple of plays earlier, but third and longs in the second half, the Chargers 26, third and 10, 24 yards. Jimmy Garoppolo finds him a little bit behind him, almost similar in a sense. I know it's a little bit further down the field, but a similar type catch to the one he dropped in the end zone. He makes it the two yard line. Christian McCaffrey punches it in on the next play. The next drive down, there's a play on the sideline third and 10 against, I think it was Michael Davis, a guy who runs a four, three 40. I not going to beat him down the field. He's got to create enough separation for Garoppolo to fit that ball in there and Garoppolo does, and Ayuk even draws. I know they picked it up, but he drew a flag on the play, makes a contested catch. Brandon Ayuk, to me, is a more dependable option at this point. He's a better route runner than Debo, but I think he's now taking that next step and has over the past couple of games now 80 80 uh, 80 yards, 80 receiving yards in the last four games for Brandon Ayuk, He's been a steady, consistent, go-to guy for Garoppolo, who I think trusts him now more than ever. And that's why, to me, last night against the Chargers, I saw a guy, maybe not in one singular game, take a step forward. But over the last month and a half, I've seen Brandon Ayuk separate himself, in addition to McCaffrey coming in and maybe taking some of those touches away from Debo, Ayuk establishing himself as the number one wideout,
1: Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, he's been pretty consistent and you can kind of see him building off of performances. I mean, the game uh, against Atlanta was good. He was really good against the Rams and and, and this one as well against the Chargers. Seven targets, six catches. The only time where he didn't convert a target into a catch was that one you were were talking about, the drop in the end zone. Uh, Not a perfect throw, but certainly one that uh, uh, Brandon Ayuk needs to catch. He also had that unfortunate fumble in the first half, which was the only other area where he he made a mistake and it was a really big hit I believe it was Derwin James coming in from the secondary and there was helmet to helmet there and no flag called. you could argue that if you want. Unfortunately Brand, uh, Brandon Ayuk put the ball on the ground the chargers recovered that though was on an explosive play I think that was like a a 20 yard reception somewhere around there it, it turned into a turnover and and the chargers got the ball back. Uh, early in the, in that first half, that was the only other bad moment. And he's really becoming a security blanket for Jimmy Garoppolo. We talk a lot about Juwan Jennings on third downs. Brandon Ayuk is also becoming that third down guy. There was that one you mentioned just a couple of moments ago, the third and long in the second half where he he took it uh, 24 yards all the way down to the two-yard line, setting up that touchdown that uh, really you know put the Niners out in front in that game in the fourth quarter. Uh, I agree with you. He is becoming this team's go-to guy in the passing game. Debo Samuel, I mean, you you look at his numbers, obviously they're not pretty in, in terms of a, a receiving guy right now. I mean, two catches on six targets. You just look at how often a quarterback is able to convert or connect with his receiver. You just look at, you know, percentage of targets turned into receptions. And, and maybe a part of this is – you know, Debo Samuel getting unlucky. Some of Jimmy's wayward passes happen happen to be going to him, but I think there's something to be said about the fact that when Jimmy Garoppolo targets Brandon Ayuk, more often than not, they turn into receptions, so and that's not the case with uh, Debo Samuel and and even George Kittle's numbers aren't as good in that regard. So Brandon Ayuk becoming Jimmy Garoppolo's security blanket isn't something I necessarily expected at the start of this season. I think we all expected a a better season from Brandon Ayuk, but not to the point where you could legitimately say as the team is five and four after week 10, that he is the team's number one overall receiver. And again, this is not as gigantic of a role as maybe in other offenses because of the running aid the Niners have. And because of the fact that they can spread it around, like Ayuk isn't going to average double digit targets. He's not going to average a hundred yards a game. But as you mentioned, pretty consistently now, up in the five, six, seven, eight catches number, and up over eighty yards a game, which is nothing to scoff at. And I agree with you. At this point, there's no reason to argue that he is not Jimmy Garoppolo's favorite target, and he is not this team's number one receiver.
0: Yeah, and the, the last the last place I want to finish on this episode, it wouldn't be uh, a 4 on fivers episode without a look at maybe some of the things that that didn't go well for the 49ers and I know we only have a couple minutes left here Mark but I I am a little curious about some of the the goal to go decision decisions by Kyle Shanahan Yeah, uh, specifically on the first drive which turned into a, a field goal I don't necessarily fault him for not going forward on fourth down to me it's more about I guess the lack of creativity on third or maybe second down and just stalling in the red zone within five yards, a place where you should, as a run-first and a run-dominant team, ideally be pretty good. I think also the decision to not go forward and take the points at the end of the game didn't also really make sense to me within the grand scheme of of the game because the Chargers had just stalled three and out at their own two-yard line. The Niners had a chance to go for it on fourth. If they don't get it, they're still up by three points. I know the Chargers then, of course, can kick a field goal and tie the game, potentially send it to overtime. But with how good your defense has been, with the identity of this team, which is defense first, there's just a little bit of some mixed signals to me on how Kyle Shanahan approaches those red zone chances and maybe why the Niners could have left some points on the board.
1: Uh, Shanahan addressed both of those moments post game. And what he said was the plan going into that play, the, the third down plays after those plays, the plan was to go for it. But on both those third down plays, they lost a little bit uh, of yardage. So he, he felt uncomfortable going for it from a little further away. I think both were from the two yard line, essentially. Maybe the first one was a little further back two and a half yard line, but I think in the book officially from the two yard line, maybe you say, well, it doesn't matter. It's one yard, two yard, go for it. But I agree with you. I think maybe where the discussion point is specifically on the first one is, okay, well, try harder to get in on third down. Don't you, the the third and goal play from the two on the first drive of the game when they were down seven, nothing was a shotgun snap. Debo Samuel was lined up slot, right? Christian McCaffrey, was lined up next to Jimmy Garoppolo when the shotgun, they moved Debo Samuel in motion from right to left behind the quarterback, trying to draw a defender away from the right over to the left and out of the shotgun, they handed off to Christian McCaffrey. I'm not sure third and goal from the two calls for a shotgun snap handoff to your running back McCaffrey, who is strong and powerful, but isn't necessarily known as a, as a bruiser between the tackles. I'm not sure about that call. I think I'm okay with, After you don't get anything on that third goal, third and goal play to to kick the field goal. I'm not really sure how I feel about the, the one at the very end of the game when you're up by three with a minute left, fourth and goal from the two again. I think you can make the case that both the calls, whether you kick the field goal or you go for it, are, you know, trusting your defense. Because if you get the field goal, only a touchdown beats you. There's no f- uh, opportunity for a field goal for the chargers and you trust your defense to keep them out of the end zone. But if you go for it and you don't get it, suddenly the Chargers are backed up from the two and you're confident in your defense as well uh, to, to not let them get out of the shadow of their own end zone. And, and ultimately Herbert throws an interception and the game's over anyway. I think both uh, are, are credits to the defense from Kyle Shanahan. So I don't know. I mean, I think we're
0: probably splitting hairs, but well, but, but, but but this is the thing, though, because actually in the press conference, he asked the media what happened on that play in the first drive. Now, I'm not saying you should have every play memorized coming off. You called 70 plays in a game, but he did explain that the reason why he didn't go for was because they didn't feel comfortable going from the two. Which, which tells me, if you only feel comfortable going from the one, you only feel comfortable giving the ball to Jimmy Garoppolo for a quarterback sneak, which is how they scored their touchdown in the first half. Yeah, That, to me, doesn't really make sense. Like, okay, maybe... I, I didn't really agree with the play call. I think a lot of people did. But you didn't go backwards on the first drive. You, you you stayed at the two-yard line, and you might have even got an inch further. on On the last drive of the game, you did lose a yard from the one to the two. So him saying, I don't feel comfortable on the two yard line, as opposed to the one, like, I, like, I know, I know there's like, it's a game of inches. Right. But to me, it, it, it seemed like a little bit, it felt to me in the moment, like a little bit of a cop out from Kyle Shanahan. And this is something that has, you know, fallen him a little bit this season, the red zone um, offense and inefficiency settling for, for field goals outside of, you know, maybe a couple of games. But it's something that I'm I'm going to keep note of moving forward because if it happens again, I I I do have to look at him a little bit differently. Yeah.
1: I think quickly. I know. Uh, just a last thought here. I think for me, I'm more so concerned or worried about ultimately, as you mentioned, as a whole, the red zone inefficiency more so than than the decisions on fourth down. I think you could go either way. Honestly, I don't think there is a clear right answer in either one because of the way the defense was playing. Uh, But I think the bigger issue is okay. Try to score before you get to fourth down and avoid the decision overall. Because if they do that, I mean, they win this game by 20 points yet. They ultimately only won by six.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's just, it's also interesting seeing of course across from him, the guy who goes for on every single fourth down uh, and Brandon Staley. Hey, they were
1: one on fourth down in this game
0: uh yeah that that turned into that was the interception right
1: uh i don't think so i don't remember off the top of my head
0: i thought it was i could have been either way um no, 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 you're right. It would have been backed up inside their own. It their was own the one goal. right before. Yeah, one right before the interception. Yeah. Either way, the 49ers pitch a shutout in the second half. They allow 53 yards of total offense on defense. That is why they walk away with a 22-16 victory on Sunday Night Football at home. The Niners are now 5-4, handing a char- Charger team their fourth loss. Uh, the 4-1-5ers will be back on Wednesday, Mark. As this wraps up our Monday Victory Monday episode, appreciate you all tuning in as always on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. Download, rate, and subscribe. And we will talk to you next time.